Hey remember how last episode was all about these weird romantic relationships all the characters were in? Well this one is still kinda about that. But there's more fighting. And Damar is pretty great, isn't he? It's time for the rules of acquisition. Alright, um, hello everybody, <laughs> and welcome to the Rules of Acquisition. Um, I don't know why I did that. Anyways, it's a podcast where we're going <laughs> through every single episode of Star Trek Deep Space Nine, uh, <laughs> the, the greatest serialized uh, Star Trek I guess. Uh, anyways, my name is Wade Bowen, and with me, as always, is James Nolan. Hey, everybody. And Hugh Crawford. Hey! Hey! And uh, tonight, we are talking about an episode called Strange Bedfellows. <laughs> That's right. This is episode 19 of season 7. It originally aired April... 21st, 1999. <laughs> Kai Wynn gets, an unknowingly, gets unknowingly involved with Gulduth Kot, surgically altered to resemble a Bajoran, using the name Angel. Tensions further escalate w- between Wei Yun and Legate Damar as the Dominion gather to sign a peace treaty with the Breen, which includes granting the Breen certain Cardassian territories. Having been held captive by the Dominion, Ezri and Worf try to escape from their Cardassian homeworld. All right, yeah, and uh, that's what happens. That's this what happens. Is, this, this is some more. This is a, Deep Space Nine is spending a lot of time on the villains and their research. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was just about to say this. I was well, I just drew a blank for what happened in this episode, and I just got finished watching one. But yeah, it's like we're we're fully into this uh, serialized uh, arc. Is research it, next week? Am I, yeah, is it just we, blur, blur research. Oh, next? that's next week. This yeah, is, yeah. Uh, research is next this week. This is where he's got oh, to... Oh, my bad, my bad. He's He gets caught. No, no he's convincing her. You know, he's he's, te- he's letting her to know that the Pares aren't going to hurt and that the Pares, uh, she'll, 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 she can stretch her soul out to accommodate them, that it uh, it only hurts for a little bit at the beginning with the Pares, and that <laughs> ends up that, that she'll end up enjoying the Pares just as much as he does. Oh, okay. And it, he's got to learn to breathe through it, right? Well, yeah. yeah the yeah. thing is... <laughs> She's a disgruntled employee, and right. so she's she's really angry at her current her current boss. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. she's gonna stick it to her current boss by siding with somebody from a different department in the co- in the company. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. So yeah, this isn't where he gets caught. This is where she decides to be a Satanist. Uh, right. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. I, I guess. The, or <laughs> uh, yeah. Her yeah. her personal dis- I think her personal descent into whatever whatever yeah. this is uh-huh. it's it's close to working i feel like but we but she went away for like whole seasons yeah and she never really had a series long arc to put the weight on what they're doing here mm-hmm. which is why i think they're leaning on her really heavy now but it is kind of yeah it feels almost like i don't know a little rushed like like certain other shows, it just oh we're in, in our last season, we gotta wrap this shit up. And look, look, generally shows don't rush to their conclusion and make characters do wildly out of character things. Oh, 
Oh, that never happens. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> they fix that problem in TV nowadays. It's not like it was in the late 90s, they, right? Y- y- yeah, this is... Hey, would this be more interesting if you thought that there was some, like, chemistry or, or sexual tension between Ducat and Kai Wen, but it was never, like... It was never. I mean, this is explicit. It's explicit and, right. and a little and 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 a little weird. And as a result, it makes it it makes it boring almost. Yes, yeah. By right. making it like if it there was a little, there's no sizzle to the steak. Yeah, yeah. it's just cold steak on a plate. Mm-hmm. Right. I feel like when they were breaking this and deciding to do it, they're probably like, "Well, we've established that Ducat likes to fuck Bajorans, but we're like." Yeah, we established that he wants to fuck this Bajoran or that he enjoyed, you know. Well, I think that they got off. I I, I think these guys at this time in their lives had a bit of the, because they were talking even, they have quotes about how they were giggling while writing it and stuff. So they're they're man babies. And and I think it's because she's an older lady. Oh, you're telling me these guys don't understand mature relationships i don't think these guys understand mature (laughs) relationships but i think they're sort of so i think that they're kind of like i think they think it's funny and fun and i didn't mean mature as in the aspect of like their porn hub searches i'm talking about that and any relationships in general yeah oh oh, yeah yeah yes, yes but but like why that's like how serious they take they're taking this mm-hmm. yeah like i that's the problem with them as showrunners and show writers yeah yeah mm-hmm. yeah you know they just they're so flippant about about what they're doing with with everything yeah there is a i think that interjecting a 60s lounge singer and the, the like yeah as a major character i think that they're very cocky i think they probably are very cocky oh that's where you think they're coming from i think so and i think that they thought this up and i think that it, that's interesting i think that they're they were really kind of happy about it they i bet and i don't you know i wasn't following the zeitgeist at the time but i bet that a lot of the Star Trek sort of world was talking. This was the one where the writer's room were the celebrities of the show. Right. You know, Kirk and the Janeway, those were all like, no one knows who ran those fucking seasons. You know, I mean, we do because we, you know, we talked to it and we looked it up. But I mean, yeah. just for the most part, but it, right, right. Deep Space Nine people talked about the writers. And and then by the time I'd gotten onto it, one of them had blown up to having this phenomenon show. Right, right. So I knew him from that. So there is. So I think that the room were celebrities, and they were probably. I think that's why they didn't allow people to change lines. I think that's why they were constantly fighting with the actors over basic things. And yeah, and, the whole the whole Ducat Kai Win relationship kind of. It's. It feels to me like they were proud of themselves for putting the puzzle pieces together, you know, like oh, how we're wrapping up the show. We've got this religion plot siloed off, and now we've dealt with enough with Ducat to make him a religious fanatic. Oh, but oh, oh, that's perfect. We can get our religious fanatic to fuck the Pope, and yeah, and he's an older, you know, an actor. And she's a, and so oh, this works out great. And they're probably real proud of themselves and patting themselves on the back for just like the logic puzzle of it all. But like, it doesn't like like you say, there's no sizzle between, and it's weird. Yeah, and I'm gonna. There is. I don't want to just outright say that uh, Kai Wen is is or that. 
Louise Fletcher is, is not particularly good in these episodes. It seems that way, but then there's the same. Oh, with- I don't think she. I don't think either of our our bad guy act like. I don't think the actors. I think they're competent. Sometimes really good. <laughs> Like competent to really good. Yeah, I think that she's. I don't think they have any any chemistry. No. 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 And no. I don't. And I don't just mean sexual chemistry. I don't think they have like scene chemistry. Like, no, no, no. 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 You're right. They don't feed off of each other. They're almost. They get. They're almost walled off. Like. Yeah. You could have shot them on different days if they're not in the same shot. Right. Yeah. yeah. You know. So that's why when I think that because I, I was thinking she I was personally thinking she's pretty bad in this episode. But then there was the scene with Kira and I was like. No, she's like like it works there, you know. Yeah, it's like the the writing and everything, and there's no chemistry between the actors. The writing is kind of overwrought, and just the music swells. This is the one where they start off in bed eating. Yes, in bed. Oh yes, yes. yes. In bed eating—that's such a bad choice. You ate all the millaberries. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I mean no. those tight close-up shots of them putting food in their mouths. Nobody. <laughs> you ate all the millerberries. I think they they I think they thought it was twisted fun. Yeah, like that, that it was dark and twit. Like it was like it would be real sick to think. And then they're then they're kind of reveling in it. I think they think it's edgy. Yeah, like they've already shown it's edgy. But like her sex aftermath scene with uh, Skeletor was more risque than this. They had chemistry. Yeah. They had chemistry, but like she was under the sheets and, and let's just admit it, like Frank Langella lived a life where he basically got any woman he wanted. Right, yeah. That was slightly older than him. <laughs> and so I yeah, I, I, I think maybe he has like a charisma that yeah. she, you know that Yeah, and, and from what I gather from you know, I kind of I was rather rude to uh Mark Alamo last week mm-hmm. but uh i bet i bet he could have been a bit of a creep about his scenes with her too and not like yeah and in fact there was uh an incident in the either way it's pertinent to this conversation i think it may be the actual incident is next week uh, okay but it gets to a point where mark lamo always played himself as if ducat was right and always got like yeah this like super evil turn has not been taken well he was kind of grumpy like he was not happy behind the scenes with it Mm -hmm. and he apparently kept pushing it and when he refused to shoot the scene where he has to slap the the tooth guy next week and and they just had that like so he's playing like there's some issues with his disagreements with the storyline too Uh uh-huh so oh man i can't wait to unpack that yeah because i've Totally yeah, yeah. felt that that Ducat would just knock out. <laughs> yeah, no, 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 no. <laughs> I, who... I, and I think it may be that Mark Alamo. I mean, I, I don't know. I'm, Mark Alamo didn't get Ducat, or and I think he probably. That's what I think. And that's what it seems to me as a viewer. But I think he probably felt really? like really. You don't think he got? You don't think he like got what made Ducat? Well, no, but I think that probably Ducat was always. A force of evil and not a force. He was complicated, but at the end of the day, I don't think he was. I think, as from an acting standpoint, making acting yeah. as yes. if you're yeah. playing a bad mm-hmm. guy as if he's right, yeah. he's like he is right, is a brilliant move. It's always going to be the right. I way think to... that's a fine as like an actor's a- approach to a role, right? But I don't know if I don't know if that work. Like he got angry about it on set. Yeah. Well, I like, mean, I'm sure that you'll hear stories about Amelia Clark's 
and her portrayal as Daenerys <laughs> in the coming months, I'm sure we'll hear stories about what happened behind the scenes with her. Oh, you didn't hear the her whole long spiel about what what she did when she found no, out? No, I haven't. I I just heard the, I, the drunk when she drunkenly mocked it, but I didn't hear. That's not for this podcast. Yeah, no, she was. I think she thinks it ruined her life. <laughs> well, you can imagine how much she dedicated to that role and how. All right. Yes, but yeah. anyway, yeah. that's a Mark Alamo is a little bit different. He's been cast as a villain from the as a villain right, from right. the beginning. No, no matter what his ultimate motives were. Yeah, I mean, but you know, whether or not he was got the character, he understood it wrong. Like, I mean, he's not wrong that if they had played it more as a nuance other than mm-hmm. role where he could still think that he was a good guy instead of like that would have been a better result. I don't like that he's possessed by. Satan gods or whatever. Right. No. That's that. That's the ultimately because he because he, right or wrong, his evilness or his villainy. There's no agency. Would have been by his own agency, right? right. Not by the right. god, the the games that gods play or whatever. Yeah. Well, that's that's why I don't like anything that happens to these characters at the end yeah. because they're just. What's interesting about be, watching people be manipulated mm-hmm. by like their bosses. Yeah. yeah. Mm. Well, there's like okay, so there's there's like three main plot threads going throughout this whole kind of chain. Yes. There's the there's the Kaiwen Ducat stuff, which I agree, I don't like at all. There's the well, in this episode in particular, there's the Wharf and Esri stuff, which I don't really like at all either. But there's some scenes and interactions that kind of work well for me because they they at least have a little bit of chemistry and their stuff that they work through it. There's some stuff that works in that, even though I might not like a lot of it. Yeah, I, I agree. Most, I, I feel it's uh, it's clearly like a love story written in by committee. Yeah, yeah. Because I don't really understand all the beats right. to where we're going with it. But yes, I, I, that's yeah. And then there's just the war stuff with the Damar, which I actually really like a lot. That kind of that part of this whole serialized thing is. I what... I think a broken clock is right twice a day, <laughs> and I think that the Damar stuff is kind of like is that two times? Yeah, it is kind of like yeah. yeah. I feel yeah, like yeah. once you decide that you're going to go a certain place with the character, mm-hmm. there's like a roadmap automatically laid out for you. Mm-hmm. Right. Right. And that's the stuff that's just the war plot and the political realities of the war. So that's like the most interesting to me anyways. Sure. And also I just feel like it's of of these three plot threads that you deal with in this little sequence of episodes. It's the strongest. I feel like it's the strongest scene to scene storyline. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Because I feel like, okay, so we we know from from a little bit of what we know from ahead that the Dukat, Kai Wen storyline was too much early, and that's like they basically go away for eight episodes. Yeah, we talked about that last week. They go away for like six episodes coming up. Mm -hmm. So, like, so it's obviously poorly paced that regard. And so you have all of this stuff sort of smushed together, and it's just a lot. It's like what we just said. But then you have the the Worf and Ezri scenes that are, I I feel like, disjointed because. Like from episode to episode, uh-huh. like I feel like they, I feel like what I watched in this, the scenes they had in this episode. First off, I don't know. I just it seemed like this question of like as following this is a major multi story, multi multi episode storyline of is Ezri and Worf in love or not? Yeah, yeah. Was like answered in episode three. So why did why is this such a big deal now? 
that's beside the point, but it I do feel like last week Worf told her he was going to commit to her and she you know, it wasn't well told, as we said, but but then it comes out that she loves Julian. And in this, it seems like they hashed the exact same shit out. They're mining the same shit right. to come to the same conclusion. Well, so for this... That was my problem with, with like, the Avengers movie. <laughs> Thank right. you. Spoilers for, Thor, for, for Avengers Endgame, but, like, Thor's storyline uh-huh. about his own narcissism and, like, growing up. Yeah. That was the storyline from the I yeah, felt yeah. like I thought that was like the storyline of Thor one, Thor two, and Thor <laughs> right. maybe like half of the fourth Thor three. I don't know. Like so, yeah. so for this episode, like I see how it kind of fit like you're you're not wrong. Like how it the last episode was like working up to the we I, I love Julian instead and that big that big mm-hmm. pull out of nowhere that kind of was like not out of nowhere but bad no it was out just of nowhere dumb, yeah. yeah I mean it was like you could yeah whatever it's bad I don't like it I think I was pretty fair about clear about that and then this one this episode it's them uh, finding a way to escape but also their interpersonal thing is dealing with the fallout of how, he's mad because she's in love with Julian but this one is like how can they end up friends and cool with it at the end of this episode which she didn't he was just mad at the end of last episode so there's a little bit of backtracking and rehashing that stuff for sure but it's like they even then at re- the end of it they're a little bit further than they are that's true because they're they're taking stuff she's she puts her finger on the actual issue yeah it's like yeah. we she's like last week last week we decided that we weren't going like i'm in love with julian and this isn't going to work mm-hmm. this week we decided that you're angry at yourself because you really don't love me and yeah you feel yeah. guilty about it you feel guilty yeah. for so fucking her. they had Right. 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 And yeah, there's yeah. some entering stuff. This is it's so, a it's a weird a weird way to explore the relationship. Yeah, it really is. Yeah, yeah. Is to go have them go backwards from what was established like like 17 episodes ago and then yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It just doesn't work. Yeah. <laughs> it's yeah, like I'm saying it's yeah, I yeah. It yeah. There, it doesn't really work that well. It works a little bit better than Dukatan. And then we got, and then the thought gore, and we we learned that there's going to be the thought the gore. brain. Yeah. Why are they so bad at executing these relationships if they want to act like they're so important? Like if who? I mean, it would be great if Dax and Worf and Julian didn't have to be in a love triangle, so they can. I think that, but but that, why are they so bad at doing it over time? Because they get like because we can't say that that's that's not serialization. Because every show in the fucking world slow burns they're, ships. They're not and does it week to week and does it a thousand times better than this. And, but, well, it's the problem isn't the ser- they they're just bad at relationship stuff across the board. I would say that that that's probably true that they are bad about yeah. because. I think that they just have their pet projects. Yeah, yeah. And their pet projects aren't character driven. It's, it's I would yeah. say that it's motif driven. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And I think that they're more interested in in honk, like doing a cover album or a karaoke mm-hmm. uh version of some other story and just superimposing Star Trek clothes on yeah, it. See, the, I wanna, yeah, like, I, I mean, feel like that what this viewing maybe more than the first time I viewed it. This viewing feels like I'm, it's more about like what, like I'm more like on a date with Ira Stephen Bear and he's showing off all the things he thinks is cool. 
Like, and I'm looking at it more that way, which is why all the noir show episodes and why uh-huh. all of the movie references and all of the, it just seems like it's in the Vic of it all. It seems like that they, that. <laughs> Who is not in this episode at all, just to be clear. No, 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 he's not. But I mean, like, but there is this sort of con, like, I feel like that it's more about like, Look, and then there's this, and then there, like him trying to show off the things he thinks is cool, as opposed to him trying to own a story, sure, and 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 shape a story over time. That's what it feels I, like. I, I think that's a totally fair assessment. Yeah. That's yeah, that's not unfair. I, but, you know what, I feel like I feel like ultimately he was giving what was something that was perceived as something that could be stale. Okay, this is the third uh, installment of a thing. And I'm a rock and roll guy, and I'm going to be a rock, like, I'm going to be, make this cool. Yes. And, like, this isn't going to be, this isn't going to be your father's Star Trek on my watch. I'm 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 going to be making this Star Trek show in my man cave, you know, like, (laughs) (laughs) yes. Sure, so... I think that that's why you he rolls out all of his personal all we get his all of his personal faves fave stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. And then they look up. His, and they- I wish his personal fave stuff would be like I'm really personally I'm my personal fave is being in, into character driven stories. <laughs> yes. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I I yeah. I don't know. Yeah, but Star Trek is well, uh, whatever. I'm not gonna Star Trek on TV is always been kind of weird with so that yeah there i mean it's never been the most character driven show but but when you start trading in large story arcs and epics and then you want to dedicate hours of your final show to esri and Worf in a room talking you would have had to have done some heavy lifting on yeah some, you have right. the heavy lifting to get to earn that and they just haven't right well that's the thing they, they yeah they got to the end and they're rushed and they're just kind of going through to trying to get yeah. trying to get all their things in to get all their mm-hmm. motifs and set up for the end and, and this was the this was we talked about it last week this was the episode that was Ronald I mean Ronald D e. Moore is the credited writer on this yeah, and he yeah. was writing the episode and it was it was dealing mostly with the Cisco wedding stuff. Right. And they pulled it out. Oh, boy. They, is this they, the one where, is this, does this episode open with Martok giving the marriage speech? Yes. No, this one, do we want to go in and start breaking, going yeah, through this Yeah, because I, they're running together. So, yeah, if, so this I mean, is a case where a, a recap would really help me personally. <laughs> right. So it starts off with Wayun and, and Worf and Ezri, where Wayun is like a, a real creep where he's like, maybe they wish to physically comfort each other. I find interspecies mating rituals fascinating to watch. Because I like to watch this interspecies fucking is very fascinating for me. He said that before, hasn't he? Um, maybe. Or he, he at least said it tonight. Said what? Yeah, what? Yeah. Said what now? Well, he says interspecies coupling is fascinating to watch. I think he oh, says yeah. something. He's a freak. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, he's into watching. He's yes, a yeah, yes. bit of a voyeur that way. And they're like, well, we just, we're not fucking, we're already, we're fighting about how we fucked before you got it, picked us up, sorry. And then D- Damar learn, meets Thought Gore, and that's the equivalent to a legate. Thought Gore. And you're like, oh, and then they, they get their, like, oh, you need your universal translator adjusted, and that's why they're just going to do beep boop robot voices the whole time. And that's I, so mysterious. Yeah, it's very Star Wars, too, isn't it? With the <laughs> Leia costumes. But... <laughs> the thing once they once they there's a thought that just entered in my mind 
when I heard the the <laughs> so like, in my mind instead every time the brain talk instead of that noise I'm replacing it my mind has auto replaced it now because it got in my head to auto replace the robot noises with fart noises <laughs> and it's the most hilarious I'm sure thing. somebody on YouTube has already done that right yeah somebody needs to if they have it but if you just watch it and it just and just that's a fart every time it's it makes it, I don't know it just cracks me up <laughs> but I'm a child. <laughs> Thought gone. Thought. That's the equivalent of a legged, isn't it? Yeah, and then they they learn you learn that they've got the treaty with the brain that that's a secret itemized secret protocol of the elders of of the Dominion. Um, <laughs> uh, and and Demar is pissed because he doesn't. Sorry, sorry. They could have. They could have. They, they could be going in that route, you know. <laughs> yeah, right. The Dominion is an octopus that sits on top of the world. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, and then Septimus Three. There's 15 Klingon divisions, and they're gonna take out Cardassians. And Damar is upset about that. And and Wayne says, "I'm gonna take care of it." We will not allow your brave soldiers to perish in vain. You have my word. And Damar thinks, "Oh, he's gonna help." Like and like, who? The, where the fuck have you been, dumbass? That means they're all gonna die. But he doesn't figure that out till later. I like that. That this is the this is the the pointed storytelling. This is not muddled. The Damar descent is the one. That, I think that was ultimately that was my one of my final point was that the Damar storyline is scans from episode to episode, beat to beat, mm-hmm. is making sense mm-hmm. and being vital and important. So yeah, this is the one they're nailing. You know. Yeah, agreed. And even to the point of. You know, you set up the five th- five hundred thousand so that so that when he finds out that they're wiped out, it's mm-hmm. it, it affects him, and you know why it affects. It's very clear and concise. <laughs> yeah, it's <laughs> yes. like, and, 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 then, and then that carries you to the next moment of the scene where he throws the yeah, all of that stuff is really yeah, good. That, yeah, yeah, he throws his flat coke at the. Oh my god, it looks mirror. so gross! It was like he was drinking like. <laughs> warm maple syrup or something that, right Dude, it looked awful and and i you know he actually drank a bit of it this time because he takes a, yeah. he pours a just a shot's worth because who wants to drink more than I, that and he shoots that i assume it's just a syrup throws, is what i assume it's right just, they just make yeah, like yeah. a caramel syrup and ugh, ugh. added some water to thin it down mm. a little bit but mm-hmm. not much mm-hmm. yeah and then uh and then it jumps to that cisco um martok which was another groan inducing scene where it's like Oh yes, uh, you've you've gotten married. It's war at home now, so relationships are nothing but combat and long, grueling, intoxicating war. I remember the day my beloved Sorella moved into my home. I guess that's fine for Klingons, but it's gross for our human marriage, anyways. I think. Yeah. I don't know. But but I'm a guy that's looking, you know. <laughs> Pre-stages of that. Oh, they're these people. Their their views of marriage are really. Yeah, yeah, yeah. These are these are some messed up things to be saying. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there's one look where for a second, Cisco when he's talking about that Targ, Cisco has like a "What the fuck are you talking about?" look that probably is Avery Brooks. But then the script gets to where he's like, "Yes, I'm on board with this now." I, can, I mean, I think if the plot, I think is trying to give it is that Mark Talk has a really we know previously that he's got a pretty dark yeah. relationship, you know, leather and lace kind of relationship with his wife. And him saying that makes sense for Martok's worldview. Yeah, but you know, it's when Cisco starts adapting it, <laughs> like, right? Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. 
that's right. But then that's like, yeah. that's the show. Like, go, yeah, yeah. Right. That so. was my problem. Yeah. That's the show agreeing with Martok's point mm-hmm. of toxic worldview. Like, mm-hmm. wait a minute, where he's like, he, he's pouring hot sauce on the dinner that he's made. And he's like, oh. The battle begins. And then he's pouring, he's just like, really? And she's going to get a Damn. sonic shower. Cisco's been married before. So I don't <laughs> That's what I thought, too. Why, like, is he t- why is he getting advice from... That's what, so that scene is only in there because Iris, and, Stephen Bear... Well, no, later on, isn't it later when, when Quark and, and Odo are looking in at Cassidy and, and Cisco? Is that this episode? Um, what is the Cisco episode of this? Is it the? Is this the Peppers? I can't remember. Is this got the Peppers? Does is this? There, is this the one? Where, is this one where he takes her off the? And she bitches about like I'm a fucking break feminist. Don't you fuck with my? Don't fuck with my job. Don't fuck with my money. No, that's next. No, that, that's next week, isn't that's it? Next this week, is I the think. one where she oh, was bad, like, I don't want to do your Jesus shit, but I'm gonna have yeah, to like, yeah, go, yeah. I don't want to have to like do all your bullshit. And I don't right. right. There's the there's ceremony to bless the mothers, which is also a gross. Because they cut like, okay. the final resolution of this, right? Because there's he, I don't you, I don't know. Is there a resolution to the I, I can't I, blessings of the okay? They there was a scene where they film it. Yeah, there was a scene where they filmed it. That's why I can't remember it because it didn't have a resolution. <laughs> it was just something they talked about <laughs> for a scene. Yes. Okay. Yes. We keep going. Yeah, because Cisco has a thing to bless people to get pregnant, which is like. Really, this is what you want to go... I know that he's adapted to being the emissary and a religious figure, but he's like, oh, yeah, I do all the ceremonies they want. Like, can't you at least have a slightly more humanist approach to this religion, Star Trek? I got to tell you, they are going out of their way to make all of these people as unrelatable as humanly possible. Right, like, if they had him be a religious figure, but he... At this point, Ezri not knowing what boyfriend, what ex-boyfriend she wants to fuck is the most believable person. <laughs> right, right. If they had had... Plot lines where he's like dealing with like, oh, this is how I'm going to be a humanist, and also this religious figure is fine. But he's just like, nope, I'm on board with kissing babies and baptisms now. It's like, it's just a little weird. Do, do I even like Benjamin Cisco at this point? <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, and then there's the the one quick scene of just for yucks between Ezra and Worf the first time we see them, and when they're just hanging upside down, just because, and they're like, oh, this is funny because I'm gonna gonna have be space sick and it's played for laughs and it's like a 30 second scene and then they're just in a completely different cell can we just point out that when you're about to throw up isn't being upside down the best way to throw up (laughs) you are absolutely not going to get any splashback no nothing i'd probably be easy to throw your back out though i imagine like if you're jerking around i don't know it feels that scene was there and i was like is there it felt like like an extra interrogation hanging upside down shit that they cut because it's just weird just like oh and then no but you're supposed i mean we're familiar with cardassian torture from there are four lights and all that shit so they had to like Uh, it was just another phase of that you know okay yeah, and then that's when he's like, I was seduced and betrayed because you always wanted to fuck me. And, like, and this seemed like it was weird to go back, but it was kind of like their fight was almost a little did bit... He, I don't know if he said he was... Did he say I was seduced? Or you? He does. He was, says... I was seduced and betrayed. Seduced? I seduced you. At least we agree on that point. It was obvious you always wanted to uh, get physical with me or whatever. And you... you 
you fucked a lot of men as Ezra. And like, she was like, yeah, it's quite a statement. A few? I know. I, I fucked the whole station, motherfucker. Yeah. I took 27 dicks. You know, that's yeah, a lot of Yeah, this is when they meant to make him like a weird, like weirdo religious weirdo with his dick like where he was like yeah I, it's a deeply spiritual f- yeah you come from klingons they look like fucking is really spiritual to them and all of that kind of stuff and i i don't know it's to make him look stodgy and unyielding but it just i don't know that that was kind of like a i mean i'm not saying i don't it doesn't make sense but it's kind of just unrelating like okay you were a grown-up who fucked a girl like another grown-up who cares? But it's that it's the drama over that yeah. that he was that he just wanted to fuck a girl. He was like, I don't right, love right, you, right. I don't love you, and I don't want to spend any time with you. But at that moment, I just wanted to fuck you, and I did. Well, he was. I was uh, fucking my old wife instead of you, and that wasn't right. No, he says that it was not a spiritual thing. Yes, that's what he says. He says that with you. That 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 that's what embarrassed. Yeah, him he yeah, said yeah, that was not right. a spiritual yeah, because, thing. He was fucking her because he was horny. Well, a little bit of. Both, I think. Like he's like because he's also. I mean, he also says, uh, "Was I was in love with Jetzia?" Uh, yeah, and then there's a part of Jet. I know that there's a part of yeah, you yeah. that is Jetzia, but, yeah. but but I knew that I wasn't fucking Jetzia, and I just wanted to get my dick wet. Yeah, basically. yes, yes. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah. that's what. And and yeah, and she was. I thought like she was fine with that too. Yeah, and so I feel like that they're arguing over like having a like an you know a. a you know, a, a hookup, and is that maybe that was compelling drama in '97? But it's just not now. I mean, I I get that. Like it in the '90s for like you know closeted Protestant Star Trek fans that weren't getting laid at the time. Um, oh shit! Am I talking about myself again? Uh, <laughs> it was like it was like oh you know people have people are weird about sex, and him being weird about sex. Is makes sense. This is weird to watch two grown ups talk about it's wrong that we fucked. I don't know. Well, you know, yeah, yeah. Well, they're coming from different cultural places, I exactly. guess. Yeah, yeah. I guess. And, 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 and I feel context. like that that's the if you and he actually says that in this. It like, makes no. He does. Yeah, he yeah. does. Yeah, and that's yeah. good. But it, um, it, it just I don't know. And I, it's right, but it just it seems weird to me that. I get that Worf is severe and controlled, but it gets weird to me that whatever religion he subscribes to would, I mean, because he's either Earth, which is humanist, or Klingon, which is, you know, whatever Klingons are, but they don't seem to, like, not, they don't seem to be a really been put a focus on monogamy, do they? Worf has always been a weird, and unlike every other Klingon in his weird repression, though. Yeah, it's a weird sort of warrior monk ethic, I guess. Right, right. But I don't, and I don't know. And when you put too much of a light on it, it starts being like, if the whole like emotional thing has to hinge on it, you're just kind of like, I mean, I get it. I'm not saying it's not yeah. reading as emotion, but it's just not relatable. You know, it's just another right, thing that's right. not relatable in this episode. Yeah. Yeah. And it's more relatable to some than others, but it, it doesn't really work the best. Yeah. Because then after they have that fight, then Damar comes in with some, uh, and Wei Yun comes in. And where he's just like, because he's like, oh, uh, we need more uh, info from their interrogations from the brain scans. Didn't tell us everything. And uh, hey, you can either cooperate and be nice, like I'm a nice guy. You don't want to tell me everything, right? Or we can give you to the Cardassians. But do you really want to die because we read your brain enough to know that you want to fuck uh, Julian? And that sets Worf off to snap Wayne's neck real fast. That was fun. Yeah. <laughs> Anyways. 
worse weird jealousy for that, Julian. What was more fun with that was how how Demar took it. That was the best. Yes. That was yeah, that yeah. was fine. That he's was like, wait, wait, no, no, this is hilarious. And he's chuckling. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that was fun stuff. Yeah. Uh, uh, overconfidence. <laughs> The hallmark of the Williams. And then uh, bef- it goes back to this Kai Wynn and Ducat thing where he's like, I want to know all about you. Who are you? And he's like, oh, shit, she found me out. It's like, no, I just want to know about the man who shares my bed. And then she has another paw wraith for vision, and it goes straight into a, a SCTV 3D house of pancakes. Would you <laughs> like some more pancakes? Where, where it zooms in on her, and then... That's a hilarious joke for anybody that got the reference. I just want to stop I didn't, but (laughs) okay. (laughs) Is that where they're waving pancakes at the screen? Yeah, where it's John Candy's like, whoa, and it zooms in, and then it pulls back out. And what are you comparing it to? The scene where she has a paw wraith vision. It zooms in on Kaiwin's face. Yes, And then it zooms back out, and then the paw wraiths are replaced with different actors. And then it zooms it back in. It's straight up. SCTV 3D House of Pancakes. I know all our <laughs> Gen Z listeners know exactly what I'm talking about. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck off. I'm very happy. And I, I'm trying to think. I think it's, uh, do you know that Schmidt's Creek show on Netflix? Yes, so, it's Schitt's Creek. Creek. They uh, yeah. are, Shit's Creek. Oh, that's what I'm, I'm helping our Gen Z, uh, the, Zen, the Zoomers. Oh, yeah, I'm helping Zoomer. our Zoomer audience uh, know <laughs> wow. what SCTV was. Yeah, it's... It's where the old people from that show got started. John Candy was kind of like the uh, Chris Farley bef- uh, before Chris Farley. Oh, do you remember Chris Farley? <laughs> I don't know. They don't remember that <laughs> either. Never mind. Uh, do you know Bobby it's, it's Moynihan? <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. <laughs> but this is not the episode that has the Cardassian that looks like Bobby Moynihan. That's next week, right? <laughs> That's next week. Yeah, <laughs> okay. yeah, yeah. <laughs> And then they're like, feel our love, and they've got like a glowing uh, pair of earrings or something from a weird Cronenberg movie. It's 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 hard to see because this is SD and it's bad effects or whatever. And she's like, oh shit, that reveal that we figured out last week where it's not the paw, it's not the prophets, it's the paw race. She finally figures that out and she has a meltdown and Ducat's got to talk her out of it or whatever. And she kicks him out and she's like. I need to get Jombie in here immediately. Get me the orb. And <laughs> so get, yes. get me Jombie's box. Go to Pee Wee's Playhouse and bring Jombie's box immediately. <laughs> mecca like a high, mecca hiney ho. I appreciate uh, the Pee Wee's Playhouse <laughs> right, references. Look, look if, if I'm nothing else, I'm here for obscure references to things from the 80s and 90s. It's so funny uh, to me that, that they're considered obscure, which was that was like a, like one of the biggest parts of my like right. entire childhood <laughs> right. is considered obscure. Yeah, uh, and then uh, and then Happy Ducat walks down the hallway like with the, and then it cuts to Happy Demar. Real quick, James, you were never into Pee Wee's Playhouse, were you? Yeah, I was. But yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, I was a Pee Wee head. Yeah. Okay. Then who uh, who among us wasn't? I don't know. I don't know. I'm, I'm, who am I thinking of? I have, not me. From, from one right. of your other I'm podcasts. Big, big, or, I guess. <laughs> I, uh, no, yeah, no, I was even a well, fan of ask, the... I'll have uh, to ask Johnny and Lane on, on our Babylon 5 podcast. I was even a fan <laughs> of the okay. uh, non-kid ones. Johnny and Lane, that's funny. Yeah, oh, but, uh, yeah, the, yeah the, 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 your, the HBO stage show ones? Mm-hmm. Oh, I went I went to see the Broadway revival, so... Yeah, they, yeah. yeah those are fun. 
with Charlie's mom from It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia as uh, the most beautiful woman in the world. Uh, is that the new, the new uh, Miss Yvonne? Miss Yvonne, yeah, yeah. Yes. Is, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, anyways, back to this 90s thing. Yes, my bad. <laughs> no, that was my fault for rambling about 3D House of Pancakes for 10 minutes. Yeah, and then Damar has to go all the way through for thought gore through everything, and he's very unhappy when he was happy seconds before drinking away in seven, being dead. And then the Orb of Zombie, Mechaleka, no, because the, <laughs> the uh, prophets don't talk to her at all, so she's like, all right, and then he talks her down, basically. You want power, stop pretending that you're something you're not, you know, fuck the prophets, and yeah. And then so she gets like she has to call Kira in the middle of the night with a you up. I need to talk about this. And I do like that there is a little bit of like Ducat has like he's been paying attention to the politics of Bajor for a long time. Mm -hmm. So he he has like people's number like he really has. I mean, like you like that he has got Kai Wid's number probably just from being. You know, he reads the Bajor Times or whatever and the Bajor Huffington Post and, you know, probably, you know, follows all of the the whatevers. He listens to all the podcasts about the politics. <laughs> and so he he knows her well. He's mm-hmm. got into, you know, he's been following her for 15 years. And so he knows this idea of just, just fuck. God damn it, woman! You're just a power hungry bitch. Just be that. Stop being something. And I think that's a clever. Lean into yeah, it. Yeah, lean in. Why are you yeah, fighting yeah. this? And I think that's a very smart play. It comes off as a smart play. So. Yeah, and they don't. And like honestly, her. They don't rush so much. Her like no 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 fuck. I can't. I can't. I can't be for the paw race. And she kicks him out. And she has to think about it. And then she's like, talk going to talk to Kira at three a.m. or whatever. And Kira's like. Oh, whoa. And she's like sincere about like, you know what? I'm going to I'm going to do whatever I need to do to get back on the Pares good side. And Kira's like, well, oh, that's great. Since you've just admitted that your whole religious life is a sham, you should quit the you should quit being Kai and then everything will start, you know, getting better Clicking. for you. Yeah. <laughs> and, and she's like, wait a minute. Wait, a minute, wait. No, that's not. Bajor needs me. You don't, <laughs> you don't understand you, what I'm saying, ladies. <laughs> no, 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 no. <laughs> no, no. I ain't trying to give up shit. I just want. No. I just want to sleep. Just tell me how to feel better. Oh, <laughs> right, right. And then in her own mind, like, no, no. I have power, and once I get good on the right side again, I can use that to do the good things that I'm gonna be great at. And she's like, no, no, that's that's not how it works. It's all about kind of humility or something. And she's like, fuck that. Yeah. So I mean, yeah, that that. Kind of almost like as much as I dislike it is. It's a little bit like Game of Thrones, where Daenerys is like, uh, "No, John, I'll do anything for you, anything you want for me." Oh, you're king. What? 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 No. What? <laughs> like, uh, oh, well, yeah, yeah, yeah. What? <laughs> like, no, that's what she was. She was. <laughs> I ain't right. quitting shit. <laughs> right. Yeah. And then uh, we learn how funny Thought Gore is, and they're talking about there's a. Colony and the Unroth system with the Romulans are, are weak on the Romulan border, and they we uh, so they forced the Klingons to commit worthwhile, valuable troops and resources to capture a strategically worthless planets. I'm glad you agree. Um, and then and that's where Damar learns that there's five hundred thousand, half a million loyal Cardassians died, and it's like, well, if they died willingly, then it's they're good, and so that's when that's when he throws his syrupy thing at the mirror and so we talked about that already and then Ezri and Worf are about to go die and 
she's all emo about being the last Dax, which is, you know, fair enough. She's going to die in, at oh, 1,400 hours. So, And then they, they're still fighting, and she's like, fuck you with your self-righteous, you know, bitching about, you know, you're, you're just like a Targ. It's like calling somebody a bitch, right? Um, and you weren't even that good of a lay. And he's like, how dare you? And then they sleep on it and they wake up. And he's like, you're right. Yeah. Oh, he's like, I did like that uh, he didn't he didn't play along with that. She was like, yeah, because, you know, I, I that was that line. I said a couple of bits ago that Nicole DeBoer is probably a good character actor. And if uh-huh. you give her in that line, it was kind of like a dirty slam and like she kind of pushed into it with more gusto than she kind of did the other sort of things and so yeah, yeah. you know like you're not that good i hate to burst your bubble wharf but it wasn't that good <laughs> you know and, and yeah yeah, and yeah she kind of like she baited the hook on that a little and more than i think she does a little and i and it, it that was a nice exchange and he goes like you know he goes, <laughs> right right always yeah. with the barb like it was just a very sort of like i've i've been fighting with you for a few years now i know how this you know it was it was cute it was a nice moment yeah, yeah. in a story that I couldn't follow. <laughs> <laughs> right, right. Yeah. You know, and it's not like he just says, okay, fine, you're right. Yeah, they have to sleep on it and cut to a commercial or something and come back. And in the morning, it's like, all right, fine, I've had time to think about it, and you're right. You know, the whole, I know you're not Bridgetsy, and I just, you know, it was. Why does this warrant this much time? I don't bear, like, I don't know. I, like, I feel like I'm as invested in Worf as probably any casual viewer could be expected to be. And I'm just like, I don't care about any of this. Yeah. Why? Like, I, 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 if it was going on in the background, but I was like, you guys got a lot of fishes to fry here. Like, right. They, we haven't even seen Odo for like a hundred years. Right, I don't right. even know. Like, yeah, yeah. Is he on vacation or something? Yeah, they've they're trying to tie up all their loose ends. They've decided for some reason Ezri's worth is all about who she hooks up with at the end no of the season. No fucking idea what to do with that. Yeah, and then so yeah, and so it's it's, it's yeah, it's great. It's not good because yeah, Dodo barely shows up. Other than I don't even know what he does in this episode. Where's Quark? Where's Rom? Where's it's the last ten episodes on a one big story arc thing? Like all right, well they told Ira he couldn't do as much. Uh, Ferengi stuff, so he's like, well, I don't know what to do if I'm not doing dumb Ferengi shenanigans with him. I guess so. And he just... got one episode of that this season, and yeah. Know, yeah, what's he supposed to do? This stuff, the romance, I mean, especially now that two storylines are essentially romance storylines that we're following in this little four-episode-ish sort of way. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's, a, it's, a, it's a very romance heavy. Yeah, it's just, yeah, a, right. you're, at the end of the day, you're just like, what? Why are you focusing on all of this like this? But, oh, yeah, okay, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's... This character stuff is, like, what they say is the most important to him, but they're also just not very good at it with these relationships in particular, like, romantically, yeah. Uh, Do you guys... Do you guys have any final thoughts or before we get into the IMDb rating? We're we're just about at the end of it, where, yeah, and then they're about to die, and they're finally like, we can be friends now? Like, more than friends. With benefits? No, we tried that, and it fucked up, but whatever. Then they're going to go be executed, and Damar uh, kills the two Jim Hadar and s- sends them up to a loading bay in 3A, two levels up, and, and sends them on their way home. And so we know they're going to get back home next episode. And then also the very end of this, the chapter hook to get you on next time is just Kai Wen saying to Damar, to Ducat, it's like, all right, fine. 
uh, rubbing her hands together like a big evil villain and saying, no, the the people will be swept away like dead leaves before an angry wind. Mm. And that's a big evil laugh. And that's how they end. Probably the weakest hook. She really, she just really wanted that dick. <laughs> right. Yeah. It's the weakest cliffhanger of this so far. Yeah, it's a dick, dick, dick worth uh, worshiping the devil for. <laughs> yeah. I also like. Yeah. I, I didn't. I didn't resent the prophets as a character on the show because I thought you know that's clever. Uh-huh. I'm starting to resent the paw rates because they seem to be just <laughs> dumb evil. Yeah. Like that's something that Star Trek should be beyond. Right. So because you know, as a person who's detached from all of this and knows that the prophets are just aliens in a wormhole and you tell me that there's other aliens i just assume like you know whatever i don't know like why are they intrinsically evil they just have goals over the other one but i don't think i'm supposed to question the evilness of the paw wraiths right and that that's pretty that's that's pretty beneath this show right and it's not even till next episode where they give you a reason that the paw rays might be extra evil like they're right now, they're just like they just want to get back to their celestial temple, yeah, and be yeah. there for the restoration. What's so wrong with that? Like, okay, and then next episode they'll throw a little sprinkle, a little bit more details that'll explain. Like, no, no, but seriously, guys, they're really bad. It's like, okay, yeah, but yeah, that's the end of this episode. So, yeah. all right, you guys want to guess what the people of IMDb think of this? All right, can I ask what last uh, week was? I know it was up. Oh, it was like a seven point six. Seven. It was 7.6. And the first one was 7.25. I'll say 7.2. I was going to go 7.3. I was going I was going real low before, and I was like, I should bump up to the sevens, I guess. But Man, I hope both of you guys are sitting down. <laughs> it's an 8.0. What? 8.0. Okay. People are like, it got ratcheted up, and people are digging it. Yeah. Probably, I would have to say it, it's probably the the Demar yeah. stuff. Yeah, because the Demar stuff does that is particularly does good, actually yeah. work. That, that that's it's it's pretty good. It, it's concise storytelling, and you know, like mm-hmm. you can understand why they're doing. It. Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and, and you like it, and it seems like they're. It's right. like what I keep saying. It seems like that's the that's what that story of the dude who's having a change of heart and has to do with you know and then has to get like a secret become a secret agent or something like that like they do that stuff pretty good mm-hmm. yeah he starts taking Le- care of himself the other, the, <laughs> is that yeah, next, is that yeah, next week that's that's week's the writers know All what right, they're doing yeah. there but right. that, but yeah. like they, i said there's like there's a like autumn like a blueprint that you could yeah. kind of pretty much figure out when you set a guy on this path yes yeah okay this is how you 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 lay yeah, it out. Yeah, they didn't fuck it up. But right. Two villains. Maybe it's be- it's because they he doesn't have a past for that they feel like they have to deal with. Like mm-hmm. they can write they can write his future instead of having to deal with everything that they've done with him before. And it's kind of weird. I mean, I'm, it, it, I don't know why. I guess why I'm asking about the paw rates. And this will be a this could I could have said this next week too, but I'm seeing it now. Is Sorry, that why, I'm having uh, yeah. tornado and storm stuff on my watch. Oh, oh. Oh, how warning or watch? It's a warning, but it's just a walk in the park for an old stepper. Don't worry about it. <laughs> <laughs> okay, but uh, oh fuck, I've lost my train of thought. Oh, I was going to say that, like, I don't know what the stakes are with the Ducat and 
And uh, so yeah, I don't know why I care. The stakes are they could get fired and the paw race could find somebody else, some other pawns to do their bidding. <laughs> but like, I don't really understand. Like, I've, you, you, you've got, like, essentially I'm watching one of our show's villains trying to talk to the other show's villains and having butt sex. And I can't figure out why I should care. <laughs> I know that there's an ultimate reason. But like, at this point, they need to like tie it into something like if right, they right. win, I need to know, like, like if they win, then that, I need to know that, Cisco's going to die or something, you know? Right. Like they I, do, they get into that a little bit next week. A little bit, but yes. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like <laughs> yeah. I said, they just sprinkle some details. It's like, oh, okay. But it's just watching, like, a lot of, I don't know. Yeah. All right. Well, Wade, do you want to wanna outro us and uh, then we'll... Yeah. Your your time to give us phone calls or, you know, do it. <laughs> Smoke them if you got them. Uh, it's nine one seven four zero eight nine one seven four zero eight three eight nine eight. And you know, follow us on Twitter and kickersofels dot com. Keep up with all the other stuff we do, and but especially to do that, go to patreon dot com slash kickersofelves for that. Sweet, sweet bonus content that, you know, uh, that might cost you money that would make us very happy and hopefully, you know, won't make it that sad. Anyways, that's a, that's a weak sell. Uh, whatever. Uh, yeah, do all the stuff. Give us reviews and tell all your friends especially and, and you know, do all that stuff that every other podcast asks you to do. But do it for us, not those other guys. All or right. Spread the love. All right. Well, thanks again for listening to another episode of The Rules of Acquisition. We hope you join us next week as we go through another episode of Star Trek Deep Space Nine. For Wade James and myself, three to beam out. Seriously. Think about going to patreon.com slash kickers of elves and becoming a patron. There's some new stuff on there I promise. Recently, a look back on three years of podcasting. Salacious details. Sex. Violence. Well maybe not the violence but could be worth checking out even if you are some sick person who needs violence in their lives. But don't bring that shit to the group man.